Okay, we're going to start the video. Uh, we're going to start the commentary and and press play at the uh, start at, after three, a three, two, one, clap. And you'll start it when right on the clap. So three, two, one, clap. <laughs> Okay. Hi, right. this is uh, hi. It's Tim Heidecker here. Uh, I'm joined via Skype by uh, director, co-writer Rick Alverson. Hi. And we're watching the movie called The Comedy. And uh, so, Rick. Yeah. Uh, how's it going? Uh, it's going all right. Sitting here watching the movie. Um, let's talk about this music, uh, the uh, song Baby. Uh, Donnie and Joe Emerson, uh, uh, early 70s, right? 71, 74? No, wrong. Uh, late 70s. <laughs> um, there's actually late a, 70s. There's actually an interesting story about these two guys. Um, they... Their father built them a recording studio, and they made this album sort of in their in this recording studio on this farm in Spokane, Washington. Um, and it's just North been of Spokane. Yeah. It's just been re-released uh, as two brothers just making records together. Um, anyways, this is a uh, me and Jeff Jensen, totally nude. Yep. I'm, I'm uh, doing my best to keep my uh, genitals from being exposed. Um, Jeff Jensen uh, had a little bit of a harder time with it. Yeah. Was, wasn't as sure. successful. And we got the credits here. Um, I remember meeting Jeff Jensen. Um, uh, Eric and I had done a show in New York. And um, Greg Turkington brought, um, invited Jeff to the show. And after the show, we went out for drinks. And I've never seen uh, somebody so, so drunk as that jeff jensen was just obnoxious yeah. he, was in, he was in character he said. was in he was doing his life shtick i guess of uh and i really just didn't care for him and he was annoying and uh, obnoxious <laughs> but um then uh then we met again we met a couple different because it, it, it we turned out he was going to be in this movie and i, I ended up uh, loving the guy he's a great guy and and uh, incredible asset to the picture yeah i mean he's just got such a photogenic face it must have been uh exciting for you as a filmmaker to have his face available to you and here we are in uh uh at in, in yonkers shot this in yonkers yeah one of the last days of the shoot if i recall yeah very last day of the shoot 17 day shoot uh, and the previous uh, uh, scene was uh, on the 
the East River, and we shot so much on the boat that we didn't didn't use. Um, yeah, I tell people that this was a 17-day shoot, but I, which is an insanely uh, small amount of time to make a feature film. But what's also impressive is there's about six scenes that were sh- that are that were shot that aren't in the film. So you could have almost made a movie and a half in the t- in the time that it took to make this movie. Would you agree? <laughs> yeah, exactly. A movie and a half. Yeah. You could have, yeah. <laughs> You could have made a full feature and a really good, like, 20-minute long short. Yeah, we're thinking about the, doing a, a, a sequel will just be a half half feature. That's fine. Um, this is a fine, a nice find, this actor. I thought he does a good job here of, Seth, of, yeah. of holding his own a little bit. A uh, lot of real eating and real drinking going on here. Yeah, absolutely necessary. I mean, the funny thing with I understand if you're you're you know a reformed alcoholic and you and you 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 are, you're contractually obliged to not not drink and but you know just like when you actually eat when you're eating it seems like the drink while drinking I mean I guess it's you know I suppose some some vegetarians eat eat uh, vegetarian meat on on sets right yeah. Yeah, we talked about the drinking because we, you know, we knew there was going to be a lot of it in the movie. The character was going to be doing a lot of drinking, and uh, I think we decided that as long as uh, you were keeping an eye on me, that things weren't going too crazy, uh, and and I and it was not seeming uh, obnoxious. I wasn't becoming obnoxious, or it was becoming dangerous. That it would make sense to, when appropriate, have a drink or two. Uh, if the scene required me to have a drink or two, because I think there's nothing more embarrassing and cringy than watching a bad actor, which I would consider myself a bad actor, um, pretending to be drunk. Yeah. Pretending to be drunk or pretending to have, have had a few drinks. I mean, there's something too about, I mean, you know, in keeping with the 17 day shoot and the, the, economics of a of a of a smaller budget i mean these sorts of things are kind of no-brainers because they 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 function on a couple different levels i mean they let us get to where we need to be with a with a very direct authenticity and 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 a a kind of economy right and uh and uh it's just i mean it's just a it's a really direct way of approaching the, the material regardless and i was uh I mean, it was it was the summertime. It was New York, so I was treating this entire experience as a little summer vacation, anyways. <laughs> um, so there you um, vacationing. A, a, a glass yeah. of scotch on set was a. Uh, now I, I don't believe that we started with a full bottle, but uh, you know, uh, we vacillated. I mean, I think there are certain certain moments where I said I can't. I'd rather not be drinking today, or it's. It's nine in the morning, so we can, you know, can we fake this? So uh, there was a, a mix. Um, I uh, want to just discuss my uh, my weight because in the, some of the early reviews of the movie, they, I, I was I was considered fat, or the, I was considered, you know, the character was described as fat or uh, bloated and. <laughs> Uh, you know, that's uh, a product of 
bad uh, dietary choices and um i uh when we were deve- when, when we were talking early on about doing this movie i said shouldn't if this is supposed to be some like hipster dude shouldn't i be like one of those really skinny guys that you see and you seem to be okay with me being bloated and uh overweight i mean you know i it's as we know, with all of us in our, in our fluctuations in our weight, I mean, it's usually a product of, of idleness to some degree, you know? Um, and so it seemed to be particularly for this character in keeping um, that at the moment he's, you know, letting himself go a tiny bit. Sure. Well, they don't make, um, they don't make Pap's Blue Ribbon light, as far as I'm no, but it's I already know. pretty light. It's pretty isn't light, it? it's yeah. Fairly light. Um. So maybe you could talk a little bit about the uh, genesis of this idea, uh, this movie, and and how I came to be in it. Since we're getting into a a, a scene that probably doesn't need a lot of explaining. Well, I mean, actually, this scene, I you know, this is. Uh, I think this is a scene that kind of falls into a little fissure between some of the more combustible uh, moments, um, but it's it's really indicative, I think, of a, of, a, of a, the early genesis of the the concept of what what we were doing with the movie. And so far as that, this individual is looking for, uh, in in a very direct way, a, 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 a comprehension of his body in the world and 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 like some sense and utility of, of, of himself, you know, I mean, and I think that without any sort of deep, I mean, I'm sort of adverse to metaphoric readings. And I mean, I think that this is a, just a very, very simple, uh, exposition of that, that's, that sort of idea. Um, and it, but it's, it's the beginning of these flirtations too. And in, in the movie, um, so, so ultimately, you know, uh, you know, the movie is, is, is this, this, this litany of, of flirtations with the world that move from this, the, the kind of innocent to the, the marginally diabolical. And was that a, one of the early thoughts, uh, that you had when coming up with the idea of this movie, this, uh, this idea of a character who flirts? flirts with this kind of danger or, or flirts with living in the, uh, well, I, the, the idea of, of, a, of an individual, like, like many of us to some degree that are, that are insulated from certain of, of the calamities that are, that, that plague the world in the 21st century, you know, and our good fortune as Americans. And, and this is a particularly, uh, magnified example of that, but he, uh, you know, the, 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 the idea that you have, a person who's insulated from, from danger to some degree and, uh, and, and, and also insulated from the sense of, of, of their use in the world, uh, because of, of the life of leisure and the unlimited options of, of wealth or even, you know, even, uh, just the typical good fortune of the middle-class American. Right. Um, and, uh, and the desire to try to, to delineate where, you know where 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 at what point this individual affects the world and 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 where the world exists and how to how to impact it and for him since since his world is ultimately 
his options are so large the 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 the, the bubble around him is is larger and i think that he's moving toward these the 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 periphery of that trying to 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 you know just like a kid uh you know yeah yeah we see i guess we've uh the this culture and society we've created um has created a tremendous amount of restrictions for everybody in it and we we we're so con- used to staying in our lanes and not veering from uh the certain way we go about our day right yeah and- yeah i mean and i found myself tim sometimes at some q and a's you know arguing uh for for the creative aspects of of this character of swanson's uh you know it, it, uh little flirtations with the world you know it's something that's easily look overlooked um because of their inflammatory nature but right. I mean, that that i think that there's a desire for for you know and and to some to some respect kind of a an, an admirable effort at 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 you know affecting affecting the world and delineating those boundaries and 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 creatively uh, comprehending them and yeah, um, I, I used this term earlier, but I think it's a new term that I've been kind of using, and people I know have been using life shtick or a life bit, and it's sort of like this performance you play in your life or this uh, kind of uh, routine you might do, and we all do it in different ways. It's it's I guess you could just say it's your particular sense of humor or. Um, but it's like, you know, some do it a lot more than others. And I think me and Eric and the, some other people in this movie tend to do it a lot more. In our life, we actually live in a, in a bit or we live in a, uh, in a, in a ironic, in a, in a sense of irony and use irony and use sort of li- uh, the voice of a, of a character voice almost in the, in the way we express ourselves and often how we express ourselves to the world. So, you and know, how you communicate with one another. Exactly. Like in this scene here that we're watching, you know, there's this very droll, uh, you know, sarcastic conversation between these guys. And uh, there's, uh, you know, there's layers of truth to it, I would think, because it's, you know, it's these guys saying how much they like each other. And they obviously do because they're spending time together. But it's absurd that they would be expressing it in this sort of touchy-feely, lovey way. It is, it is one of the more bizarre scenes for me and one uh, that I was, you know, ultimately we shot a lot for this scene. And when I was able to to find these moments where I was, I was confused about particularly Jeff's engagement with the thing, which is so incredible. And so far as that he's, well, Jeff's life shtick here is that he doesn't get the joke. That's like the, that's the, uh, That's the the role he's playing, and he's aware of it. Which, and uh, you know, but and, also there's almost this dance with 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 sincerity, you know, which is is kind of I think what made it it, it, it what makes it an exciting scene. And in, in right. so far as that, there's yes. this this sar- sarcasm and this irony and this about about and it's kind of like a cruelty with with essentially fucking with uh, the the you know, sincerity and, and compassion and appreciation. But at the same time, I mean, it's, those things are being analyzed and played with and it's, it's, you know. Yeah. You know, that's right. Jeff's playing this sincere 
the sincere guy who's like, I know you guys are joking around, but I really do feel this way. Well, while that in itself is, is insincere, his acknowledgement. Um, I, maybe uh, I could just say something about Eric being in this movie, my partner in comedy. Um, and uh, your original idea to have us both be in this movie, to me, seemed like a dangerous idea, uh, or at least a potentially uh, bad idea, just because of the baggage that comes with us both being in something, and sort of the uh, the identity that the, that the film could possibly have that might not be what you want, which is that this yeah. is not a Tim and Eric movie, and what does it mean for us to both be in something where we're not in control of it, and we're not in our sort of, in the personas that we are in 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 our work together. Yeah. I think that, you know, I mean, there, it was, that was part of, that was an exciting element of, of it for me, you know, and we had talked about some of this on these uncertain boundaries of the whole thing that seemed in keeping with the, 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 the central themes of the movie and, and the, and the characters um, just this muddy kind of place, this confusion between, uh, you know, between the sincerity of the thing and the irony, and mm-hmm. and 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 whether it's a comedy or whether it's a drama, and, and the characters that are involved that would keep keep people further, hopefully destabilized, you know, um, and and you know, I, I remember Eric saying that uh, this 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 uh, you know talking about this sort of the how it was exciting because essentially you were bringing some of yourselves into the thing, and and yeah. and, it, and we were you know, you were hanging in a room and we were shooting it and there was this muddy place between, you know, and you guys in, in a really brave way brought, you know, brought some of that, 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 that dangerous line between, you know, well, you know, who are these folks and what is the relationship between their, their, their personal lives and their public lives and their brand and right. this and that. And well, and it, yeah, I guess I thought I, I, I was wrong. I I thought it was going to be a problem, and it wasn't. And um, it in in every aspect, you know, the shooting made it made it easier in those scenes. It made it easier for me because uh, once we sort of warmed up and got into the, the 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 scenes and everything, it became very natural. And which was you know by design, I think, from you to work with people that knew each other already. So there wasn't this false. Um, re- false relationships necessarily, um, and then you know Eric's great in the movie, and I give him credit for being okay with sort of, you know, I I, I think it would be weird for me to be in a, like a a smaller part in a movie that because you know this movie unabashedly features me, you know, so it, it's a it's very generous and sort of big of him to not to to to, to sort of give. The, the performance that he gives in this movie, I think. And, uh, and, and yep. s- since it's been seen, it, it, it also hasn't been an issue for people. You know, people are smart enough to realize that, that we are different people and we have the ability to do things outside of that, that world. Um, and it, it's, you know, a six, in my mind, a, f- a successful idea that you had. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I mean, it's it's uh, Eric's amazing in it, and he's and and you're, the, the, you know, the chemistry that that uh, the the two of you have as 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 old friends and and partners um, is is incredibly useful in the context of the thing. I mean, there is a 
outside of 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 you know the 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 nature of of Tim and Eric there's there's these two people who have who know each other incredibly well and and just like with any relationship i mean there's 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 a complexity to that and there's a there's an objective kind of understanding between individuals that can't really be replicated you know you, yeah and, and, i think there's a moment where you see me look over to him with just pure affection and uh and understanding of what the in a in a humorous scene in in which he's being funny looking over at him like I am I am on your I'm on the same page as you and I I and I see your next move you know that kind of uh, look which you're right is is not is very hard to manufacture. Um, she's great. Alexia, yeah. I had I I have I've I've worked with more. Um, you know, Tim, you're an actor, but you're you're also being a comedian and a comedic actor, and us, you know, featuring you in a very obviously starring role in this drama. I mean, there's a there's a slightly peripheral nature to to to, to you know, in in a, in a very incredibly exciting way um, to your engagement with with the thing. It's not straight on. It isn't like I went and cast a dramatic actor, you know. Um, and I think that that really excites me and I've always kind of worked that way. Um, uh, and with, uh, Alexia and Caitlin Scheel, I mean, I, I, I met with them, uh, and they're trained actresses, dramatic actresses. And it's the most kind of st- straight on that I, that I've dealt with somebody, even working with, with Wold, um, mm-hmm. he's an actor, but prim- primarily he's a musician, you right. know? He spends his time in the in the in the realm of of that sort of performance, um, uh, and I was I, it was a it, it was a great experience uh, working with those those two two ladies and their their curiosity about the form and their their scrutiny and suspicions about about movies and acting and the the ability to work in this un, un, unscripted way. Um, uh, it, I couldn't have been been happier. This is another scene of me uh, um, sort of uh, artfully avoiding uh, full frontal nudity as well, uh, right. having intimate conversations with the uh, DP about what, what the angle of his shot is and, <laughs> and such. Um, maybe one day I'll, I'll get over that, but, you know, I think it's best left to the imagination. <laughs> I know there's a lot of people out there just picturing my giant hard cock Um, and you'll just have to keep imagining it (laughs) a lot of scenes down here in the boat in the in the cabin um on the uh hudson the 72nd 72nd street boat basin yeah and this coincided with a uh uh there was a very bad was it? It was a storm, right? That caused? No, it was a fire. I'm sorry. There was a fire in the water treatment plant just up river here. Oh yeah. Just past these sailboats that dumped like 400 million gallons of raw feces into the into the Hudson <laughs> while we were shooting, and right. there was a legitimate uh, danger to to full submersion in, in those waters. So we're right. lucky that didn't didn't occur. So we're shooting this at a very uh, popular. Uh, 
Williamsburg eating establishment. Um, Enids. Enids. I used to live in Williamsburg in uh, 99 to 03 and uh, spent a lot of – I never did the brunch there because we'd go there f- to drink and it always seemed like going back to, you know, don't don't shit where you eat kind of mentality. It was uh, – I would imagine – that it would stink like vomit and cigarettes and, and <laughs> Pap's blue ribbon, and that's not where I wanted to eat my breakfast. So, um, but I'm sure they do a nice job. <laughs> These fake Bloody Marys were pretty good. Greg Turkington. Greg Turkington, yeah, star of uh, one of the stars of the teaser. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, brave, brave Greg Turkington, because. Uh, you know, Greg really spends most of his time in his alter ego, and uh, and uh, for him to come on camera as himself, I think, you know, did that take a, l- a little bit of a convincing on his part? Or oh my God, yeah! I mean, one of the the most exciting things about w- working with Greg and, and where I found a great affinity with him and and uh, was I, I reached out to him initially, and he wrote me back this a, a very long. Uh, um, email about how how he felt that it had, that, that the project could have real great merit, but that he absolutely couldn't be involved because he found <laughs> these, these, these individuals that were represented in it the most despicable creatures on the face of the earth, um, and uh, and proceeded to expound on that in a, in a way that only Greg could, and uh, I I just realized I mean that's that that for him to to deal with those sort of the compromises of playing a character like that and the difficulty and his, his, the intensity of his feelings. I mean, it, it made me realize that he had to be in the thing. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let him go. And he was kind enough to acquiesce. And well, you know, I think from my perspective, um, and I think everybody, I know Eric and me and Greg uh, and Jeff, I think when the project came or came first came up, it, it, uh, we were all kind of like, yeah, sure. You know, thinking in our heads, what are the chances of this actually happening? You know, good luck. And uh, if if you get the money and you and the schedule works out, let's keep. You know, let's try to do it. But I think everybody had sort of an arm's length approach to it, and we were all, you know, you know, outside of talking to you, talking to each other, like, what do you think of this? Do you think this is going to happen? Do you think this is going to be good? Should we do this? You know. Those kind of conversations in my how do we collectively bail and, and <laughs> yeah we said well what if we all got together and and uh, went on strike you know and 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 demanded uh, and demanded uh, you know real trailers but um, no and my I think maybe hopefully I helped Greg feel okay about doing it saying yeah you know well listen we'll just go and do it and if it's if it's uh, if it sucks then it probably won't be seen if it's if it's great then it'll be worth doing you know it's like it seems like a fun little thing to try to do. So, and it was, you know, I think the scenes with Greg and I were some of the first things we shot. And uh, yeah, the first day, first day of shooting. Know, some God, of which there's nothing worse than sort of that first day, first take of improv <laughs> of two guys like, okay, now talk about uh, talk about this, and uh, and just ugh, how gross is that feeling? to have people watching you pretend to have a conversation. But after you get through that, I think after the first uh, five minutes of that, um, we were, we found a rhythm and we found a way to do it. That- well, 
particularly natural. because, and I, and I think, I, I don't think you'd argue with this, but I mean, because of your familiarity with Greg and, and familiarity with Eric, and in a, in a particular way that you started to have off-screen conversations with Jeff, mm-hmm. I mean, they, you know, they, the, the pretending to have a conversation, the, the lines of that blurred with an actual conversation. I mean, when, when, during the Hobocock scene, I mean, it turns into this is something that, that you guys were doing off-screen. And I mean, it wasn't a, a, a legitimate exploration of this thing. I mean, it's, you know, albeit in a fictional uh, context, but, you know, I. I yeah. I, and, and also I, the, your you, your direction um, and sort of throughout this thing was make sure to always remember that when these guys are talking, there's also a lot of dead time and there's just sort of boredom and um, you don't always have to be cracking jokes. It doesn't have to have this energy. It can be quiet and it can be uncertain and, uncertain and dead and, and you're trying well, you're trying ideas <laughs> some of them some of them don't some of them you know you don't finish the idea you kind of like abandon ideas yeah. <laughs> so uh that felt like and the the being able to shoot on digital and you know giving the giving the ability to have these long takes um certainly helped um us just shoot for a while and and find little moments. You know, I guess this is the one of the scenes where the beard, uh, we were very concerned about the length of the stubble and the mustache and the hair and everything. It, it definitely vacillates throughout the film, but yeah, like there, it's pretty long on you, right? Well, I was going to say it was pretty short. The beard was pretty trim but uh i guess it doesn't matter but now that i've mentioned it i think maybe people will take notice i mean if there's a scene in the movie that kind of is a is a scene of its day or a a scene that represents sort of a a a group of a class of people or a group of people it's got to be this scene right I mean, this, yeah, I mean this 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 uh, kind of innocent, particular kind of recreation with grown adults in a modern day society. I mean, I think that I don't know. I mean, I, 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 these scenes were much longer. This is William Basinski's uh, 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 disintegration loops um, playing, and uh, I think that. The, the the scene initially was was much much longer i could have i could i could watch it for a long time i mean i think that there's a there's a kind of sad beauty about it yeah it's it's to me i look at these guys as uh, it's there's very little seriousness in their lives there's very little respect for anything for structure for government family church you know these tent poles of a society and there's a it, sort of an anarchy to it and a sort of uh, apathy towards it that you can't, they can't even get a baseball game going. Yeah. And I mean, but the funny thing about it is like in this scene, I think the reason why to some degree it's a little, you know, it's, it's bittersweet and a little liberating is because this is what they do best. You know, I mean, this is, this is them at their, like even, even past the, 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 the intelligence of their, their communication and their, and the irony. I mean, that was an unhinged moment where you see them, actually taking advantage of their 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 position in life you know by having you know a joyful 
innocent engagement right. with the world. Back on the boat here. Yeah. A lot of sitting. Some more, more. Uh, not a, not a flattering pose. You know, it's really sp yeah. it's really spilling over those tight dickies. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad you weren't in the editing room, Tim, because. Yeah. There was you. you uh, there were there were a lot more flattering. Uh, sure. Ones. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of uh, you know, me pensively looking off the bow. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, dreamy shots <laughs> set uh, shot during magic hour. That probably would be a lot more uh, better for my reel. Yeah, better for the reel. But, yeah. You know, not as uh, not as striking for the film. I see. This is back in in Yonkers at the. Uh, um, this this old money mansion that had fallen into disrepair over the years. Um, we sort of uh, this this scene was kind of just tacked on. I saw that we walked into this room and this uh, you know empty empty pool indoor pool and it was so you know such kind of an amazing location that it seemed to. Yeah, I mean, it might Sum be worth it might be worth mentioning that the the cinematographer uh, Mark, uh, I always I'm going to mess his name up, so you say it. Schwar Mark Schwarzbart. Yeah, Schwarzbart. Um, it, you know, and he was working with the camera, the the Alex the Alexi, Ari Alexa. The, yeah, the Ari Alexa, and it it must have given you so much uh, freedom to kind of shoot whatever wherever you wanted, right? I mean. If if you would have gone in with a, a, a shittier camera, it would have taken you half the day to make that pool scene look good. I would think. I mean, there was very little lights and there was very little manipulating of of the of the scene, you know, of lighting. Yeah, the scene. I mean, me and Mark had a lot of conversations about you know fighting against some of the the instinct for the, the beautiful in the shots, you know, like trying to, trying to move away from, from the desire to, to make something beautiful. Now these particular shots are, are, are lovely in their way, but there are, there are some in, in the, in the, in the movie that are uh, less than flattering and sort of gritty in the, in the, in, in you know, it's uh, not, not quite as cinematically constructed as, as hopefully we're, we're used to seeing well, yeah, I mean, my reaction to this, I, I don't, I mean, my reaction is, is that the film looks amazing. It looks beautiful and it, you know, it looks consistent. It's, it's very well made. And to me that works because it, 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 uh, it, the, that, the film, the, the, the technique of the film style stays out of the way, you know, it, it lets you enjoy, it lets you enjoy the other elements of the film because you're not wondering what are, what is this director trying to say with the style of the movie does that make sense yeah <laughs> you don't you, might, you you don't agree but sorry i was watching the movie yeah. no 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 i i i, I it, it also it also seems to put a, a serious note i mean it, it it conveys like a message of this is not this is a serious film this is this is not uh, a, a student film this is not you know this is not a, a lo-fi ironic film this is a real this is a, an important thing 
somebody said, which I agree with, that there's a lot of control. You're, you're as a director, you're um, displaying an incredible amount of control in in the in the way the film's constructed and composed and edited. Um, well, it's that it's that sort of that's nice of them to say, but I mean, it's so, it's that sort of thing where. You know, you have this initial blueprint, and, and again, this was like a 20-page document, maybe 18 to 20-page uh, script without scripted dialogue. Um, and you know, we had these these conversations about the character and the context. And as we move toward the scenes, we talk about you know some of the conveyance about what what what's said to, and 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 the narrative and how it's conveyed in the scenes are written and. And uh, others are, are 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 developed further in conversation, and then we shoot. Um, but uh, so there, it, and it's 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 a kind of uncontrolled nature by design because I mean there's a name and a kind of naturalism with the thing, and and part of what I think that we we, we the, there's a the disconnect between what we see in movies and what we see in the, on the street and in our homes is this effort at communication that is so prominent in the, in the, in, in the, in the world and something we encounter daily and, and the highly constructed nature of movies that we, we, we walk into and, and how different those worlds really are. We even forget how, how different they are. Um, and, uh, so, I mean, there's this, un, this uncontrolled nature of, of the actual, some elements of the shoot, bringing, bringing, you know, the actors in and, 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 and the nature of, 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 responding to the moment and, and the mood at the, at the moment and, and, uh, and, and the effort at trying to communicate or, or finding, finding the words to communicate and these sort of risky kind of things, um, that are a, a bit destabilizing for both the viewer and for, for the participants. And, and then it's about bringing the whole thing back into some kind of, of order, you know, I mean, Mar you know, the capture with Mark, um, that's that's one kind of order that's imposed on the thing, and then ultimately in the edit, it's about you know imposing a, a, a much a much stricter order. And I think maybe some of that that control is just the summation of of, of trying to harness all this chaos, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I was uh, picking my asshole. Uh, I agree. I agree. You know. Um, so here we are in, uh, Brooklyn Nights, Bed-Stuy. This is a scene that got some, some walkouts at Sundance, didn't it? Yeah, I guess. I think it's maybe the second wave. Second wave of walkouts, yeah. Um, that was such bullshit. I mean, not that the walkouts, I don't care if any, you know, people can walk out, but the sort of film, the first time anyone saw the movie was at Sundance. And uh, well, the Sundance folks were great. When, 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 we're, when we're, we're, they were, they were the, the, oh, the guys, the programmers John were fantastic. And Trevor yeah, and absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they were excited about this movie. And um, it seemed, I thought in my mind, at least my perception of, what Sundance is that this is a perfect movie for that. And, um, but there is a, there's a, a one level of, of, of people at Sun that go to Sundance probably for, I don't know, maybe not the right reasons. They're there for celebrity sightings or, or there, or it's a status thing or it's like a, you know, it's, it, it, it ties into their ski schedule. 
Yeah, but, I mean, what, it's just a, it's probably a small percentage, but it was really interesting to see. I mean, we showed this movie to 1,200 people that one time at the Eccles, I think. Yeah, and, you thousand know. people. And, and to see, like, that, you never would have, that, that's, that's sort of something I'm really thankful for, even though it was incredibly irritating to see some of these folks' reaction to the material and, and, and telling about the cloistered nature, perhaps, of their lives. but uh, well, And I'll also be, I mean, my, my larger point is that uh, I understand people are going to walk out, people aren't going to like this movie, and that's their prerogative. And sometimes people are just walking out because they're like, you know what, it's late, I've got another movie I want to see more, or uh, I whatever, that's fine. But the press, and it got written about in a certain way where that sort of became the story of the movie. And that's not, I don't think that that was fair. And, no, and I think it's lazy it's, I mean, are, and it's, you know, there, there's a sense of uh, the journalist needs to find a hook or needs to find an angle that's that's that, that's that's shocking or captivating in a way that's not necessarily reflective of the, of the experience of the movie. Thus, it gives this movie this reputation that it doesn't really deserve. Yeah, I mean, you it's, know. you know, I mean, basically we had a, a, a great diversity of, of well not 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 actually but i mean a great temperamental or cla- maybe people who saw the movie in that thousand in those thousand seats at Eccles. i mean we typically you wouldn't have a movie like this reaching that kind of audience because it's more right. you know it, it, it they exist on the on the periphery of culture um and uh it was really interesting to see certain individuals response to certain scenes like like this um that seem to touch, touch, touch nerves that are, it's bizarre in the 21st century. Those nerves would, would still, you know, uh, would be so tender for individuals that have such access to so much information and, and, and yeah. Right. Yeah. Here's I mean, there's a vomit scene. I, you know, I think you had said this before, but it seemed like maybe a lot of people were reacting to much more, um, uh, sort of primal problems with this film that they had like the 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 unconventional story structure and and the sort of lack of uh, these plot points that you find in almost every other movie and a, uh, and a lack and that, of a lack of uh, uh the 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 safety net that's in so many movies to help you deal with unsavory subject matter um as opposed to making you sit through something or or you know, I mean, right. essentially, yeah. Like if, if this if this movie if if this movie, uh, well, I guess I mean, in some sense, that the sister, uh, the sister in law, operates as sort of that voice of reason. But uh, you know, if you had a, a stronger character that was trying to reform this person, there'd be a sense of that the film that the audience is going through this experience on the side of the reformer. Right, this sort of positive transformation that you know we were sitting down, and it's liber- it would be liberating for individuals to to see that. Or, but the funny thing about it is, people also have this great lust to see, uh, you know, heinous characters couched in a way that 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 is purely cinematic. You know, whether it's an, an, an you know some kind of evil character that's made to look evil, or that is made it is made enjoyable. Um, and they're like, oh, well, it's just a movie, you know, I don't, I don't actually have to deal with like the, the, the tepid protracted nature of a person who's, who's struggling with life and, 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 and struggling with, with 
you know, propriety and kindness and, and, and cruelty and these things. Um, I mean, this was something that came up over and over again, Tim, I think, is this, this sort of that, that the character was so unsympathetic, you know, and for people to desire this sort of sympathy in a character is a is a purely kind of cinematic uh, uh, trick. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I mean, it's taught to us, I think, by by the way, you know, by Hollywood. But there's plenty of examples in in, in the you know golden age of of cinema. You know, not 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 the golden age, but you know the the seventies with the bronze the, age. Yeah, the the, uh, the auteur age of Altman and uh, oh yeah, Cassavetes and and these guys. Um, touching in, you know, that's, that's what, when you talked about this movie, those were the, those were people we talked about. Um, and you probably have more influences than that. But, um, you know, for me, like having just recently seen a movie, uh, called California split, which is a Robert Altman movie with Elliot Gould. And I just watched that too. When did you see it? About a, about a year ago. Did you just recently see it? I did just recently see it. Fantastic. Right. Yeah, it's a really bizarre film. It's, yeah. it's like one of—I mean, it's it's one of his his more bizarre ones. Yeah, I love I just I love the subject matter. I just loved th- these two guys that were uh, really just low lifes, and I felt like it's a, it was a it's a kind of guy that doesn't really you don't see very much anymore. Certainly not in movies, but uh, and it, just a great ending of just not a happy ending. <laughs> you know? uh, good performances, I thought. Not much to like about them. So we had these sort of buzzwords, right? I mean, when we were talking like, you know, what are, what are, what are conversation starters that will be considered taboo? Yeah. Like in this scene, we're talking about, you know, we flirted with, with, uh, justifications of of you know criminality and 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 uh you know catastrophic events or or mm-hmm. awful awful apocalyptic moments through history or mcveigh and these sort of taboo subjects but i think that there was there was something about it too that it was important that it that it touched on in this scene like and it, and it, and, it, and it does periodically i think that's why it's difficult to write this movie off as a like a hangover sort of mm-hmm. you know dramatic version of the hangover because it's it's obvious that these that these individuals have education um and that their intellects are are at work in the, even right. even in these recreational moments yeah i think it's funny though these guys that are sort of college educated and 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 uh um are are capable of of uh holding a conversation but at the same time they're not experts on anything so there's a lot of sort of i think uh this american life did a story about this a while ago and this me talking about this is that is is this very thing is is uh this sort of um general i think it's called the um uh ass asshole um somebody's gonna send me a note with the correct uh (laughs) <laughs> definition of this but it's it's guys it's people that can sit around and go you know i think what wasn't timmy timothy mcveigh uh wasn't he part of that uh 
uh, that militia that was and it's it's all this like half information and stuff people heard and th- think they know about and suddenly you become like I think it's called an asshole expert. It's somebody who's like is like an expert on things, but they're not really and and then you get into these dumb arguments with people that are the same way. Um, you know, having the iPhone in your hand has kind of solved that problem a little bit because at some point you go, you know what, let me just look this up, and then you find out that you've been wrong or the other person is wrong, which is even better. But yeah, I like that scene. It's I mean, like this idleness of like – It's like we're in this strange evolutionary moment between completely relinquishing ourselves from carrying around information in our minds right. and, and – <laughs> uh, and in a, a more antiquated time where we needed to do that, you know, where education essentially was how much, how, ma- how many facts you had at your disposal in your mind at any given moment. Right. Um, and, and, the, and, the, and the comprehension of those things. And we're in this weird, this weird region between like a complete unloading of that stuff. You know, I, you talk to some young people and they're like, well, why would I know that? You know, I, I don't need, why would I carry around this useless information? I can just look it up in my phone. Right. Yeah, and there's some truth to that. I mean, it's like, well, you've. The, the, what's the difference? It's in it's in this thing that I carry in my pocket, as opposed to in my skull. Um, so this, this is, is a hard scene yeah. to edit. Um, there were some versions that were, you know, that uh, of all the scenes in the movie next to the church, I think that this scene is, you know, it becomes kind of titillating, you know, and humorous, and and really. You know, uh, you know, takes you away with it. Um, but to keep to keep that in 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 check to some degree, you know, to find essentially, if you were in that cab in actuality, I mean, there would be a level of discomfort by being with that driver, you know. Yeah. So I mean, it was a, a bit of a challenge which side of the you know to to marshal that to one side of the fence or the other, or to have this kind of balance. Um, well, I think you've done a good job of when you there are a few you know the scene with the male nurse and with the uh, the cab driver. You're, you're you're checking in with these guys enough to show that they're that that, that they're feeling uncomfortable. And I think by a this. barometer of that was, I mean, knowing that those scenes are offensive to some people. Yeah, I mean that that's a good thing. That means that well, it, that the information's there. You yeah, know? there's no glory in this. I don't think there's any sense of like you're justifying and glorif- there's a glorif- there's no glorification of the the behavior here it's merely yeah. an observation of it i like to think of that cab ride into this scene as like the little road movie in this movie right. <laughs> doesn't right. it feel like these guys on a little pil- yeah. pilgrimage or something they're on a pilgrimage yeah. around uh, around greenpoint and surrounding <laughs> well you know it's funny being if you know greenpoint um and in north williamsburg i guess as well that got like when i lived there it, you did feel a little bit like you were in another country because it's predominantly polish and it's polish people who have really kind of kept their culture alive so there is like you know it's funny if you pretend these guys really are just tourists in another country it kind of um in you know there's not really a lot of that in the movie itself but i guess there was in in some scenes that were cut where eric and i are talking to the polish couple and and uh sort of pretending to not understand them and stuff and but, yeah yeah it'd be nice to well that, that was a that was a great scene it just 
Man, it's so strange, like in that 17 days, how, how we had this movie at a four-hour cut with yeah. all those scenes in it, you know? Well, you know, it kind of goes to this thing of these, again, these these guys who don't have their own identity, that their culture is so is so based on, on these uh, flimsy things like music and not, not that music is flimsy, but, but sort of these very temporal current uh, things that define them and, and fashion, you know, and, uh, and, and to, to live in a, a town and specifically in Greenpoint where you have a much richer, deeper, older culture around you, um, you know, for me, also living in South Philadelphia for a while amongst old Italians, you know, it's like you do, you're always, you're, you're always reminded of, of sort of where you, how you don't fit in wherever you are. Um, and that's interesting in the church here, although it's, you know, you, you see some of the adolescent joy of these, of these fellas, but it's also like a feeling that, that they're, they're tourists that are, defiling you know the 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 the, uh, the the environment of their tourism but right. i mean there is a sense of the foreignness of this place to them um how they relate to it is you know indicative of their particular natures but there is a foreign element to them even being in a church you know that inspires this kind of behavior which is yeah relevant to what you're saying you know uh, yeah, not just cultural I think... but i mean even the, the the real that we keep coming back to this idea of the tenants of, of society, the, the pillars that have always been there, whether they be family or religion or, right. you know, even an involvement in government. I yeah. mean, that particularly with, you know, the America that, that you and I know, those things are increasingly irrelevant to so many people. You yeah. Know? And, 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 and what is, what is, what is, is left is an amorphous, ephemeral kind of place that's occupied by, these 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 recreations and yeah i mean it's it's fascinating to me and it's like you know i grew up in the suburbs and there's not a lot of identity there there's not a lot of i mean i guess there is but it's um it you're 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 kind of bred and taught through through school through culture through your parents through everything that you could be whoever you want to be you could do whatever you want to do you kind of have the world that you know, your doorstep. And if you want to be a lawyer, you want to be a doctor, you want to be an artist, you want to be whatever you want to be, you can be that. Um, and there's, but there's very little, um, development of your own culture or where, you know, there's very little. Well, a concept uh, of like a concrete nature of what, of, 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 of a lineage of people or a comprehension, except for, I mean, you know, I'm sure that that my suburban neighborhood was much much like maybe where you grew up, Tim. You know, mm -hmm. I, in in, in uh, suburban Pennsylvania. Um, yeah. I mean that, you know, there were no, you know, the the, the outside of Norristown uh, where I, where I grew up, we just nobody ever went inside the small town. We just we occupied the suburban neighborhoods and kept to our houses and you know played with with like-minded kids and right. of, of same, of, of the same, you know, yeah. and watched a lot of TV. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah I think that of TV. TV was our exposure to, to, to the, the, the actual dynamic nature of the world, you know, because right. it certainly wasn't present in the environments. A lot of us grew up in, you know? Yeah. So you get, so then you get plopped out into the world and you're like, well, I don't belong with, 
I don't really belong with these Polish people, and I don't really belong with the uh, with the African American uh, neighborhood. But I'm living here for some reason because uh, it's cool and it's affordable and it's close to things that I want to be by. But I the only, so the only people I really know are other sort of outcasts that have tried to make them make a name in the in the city, you know. Uh, and then that culture has developed, and I guess those are hipsters, <laughs> right? I mean, that's what. I mean, yeah, uh, I think that you know that 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 again that flirtation of that that the luxury of being able to to choose your you know relationship to a place and to cultures and to a, you know even to to create your you know the, the all the 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 attributes of that culture through dress or whatever at your whim, you know, um, it's a really bizarre state. And... Yeah. And I think this, um, these guys, I mean, I think I've, uh, um, it doesn't bother me quite as much as it did. And I've settled down about it and, you know, I'm married and live in a house and have grown up friends and uh but at the same time um i th- i think these guys are in the movie i feel like are 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 having a kind of a existential crisis around it cuz maybe they shouldn't be living as as foolishly as they are and maybe they know that yeah i think obviously it's predominantly the swanson character that 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 is has the almost the gumption and the 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 bravery among his group of fictional friends in the in, in in the movie to to uh delineate those boundaries and to push that envelope you know um regardless of if it's if it's if it's through cruelty or curiosity um, there we are on uh, on uh, the corner of manhattan and uh, bedford yeah i mean one of one of the reasons that I was interested in this movie was I felt there really hasn't been a movie that talked about these guys. And as much as I don't like a lot of things about these guys or people like this, it is as close to me as I've seen, um, or, or people like me captured. And I think, uh, it's capturing them and, you know, there's probably a way to capture people like this in a much more forgiving, understanding, sympathetic light. So this is certainly taking the more, the harsher perspective on us because you could find much sweeter, uh, much more sympathetic people to follow around. But, yeah. And uh, to be but, honest, I, mean, we, I think we both feel that there's enough of that in, 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 in the, uh, you know, in, in contemporary cinema, American indie cinema, there's, there's enough of that, that, that sympathetic depiction, you know, particularly of, of something so close to home, you know, right. even though, there are differentiations. I mean, we this is this is our demographic to some degree, right? You know? And it's a, a a very obvious and wise uh, early filmmaking tip is to make stuff about what you know, and and that makes makes it easier to be genuine. I think this guy should have held out for more money, don't you? 
<laughs> this was fun, actually. I did did get to drive this cab, and I was uh, speeding around town in the middle of the night. 120 miles an hour on uh, on Nassau. Yeah, I think we all have um, a fantasy of being a cab driver for a couple weeks. You know, I certainly did. Is that the first cab you've ever driven, Tim? That's right. You put that on your resume. Definitely, under uh, special skills. Easy. Wow. <laughs> Lots of cursing in this scene, huh? Yeah. This the suddenly the pace of the movie goes wild here. Just turns into a action movie. Yeah, it's a full-on action movie. So we've had a road movie and an action movie. Now, Rick, uh, you've done you, you did a lot of the music for this, correct? Yeah, this is me playing piano and and uh, myself and and uh, our our skipper for the film, Champ Bennett, mm -hmm. uh, um, digitally composing some of these sustained notes from the mm -hmm. piano and creating the. Sound collage. Yeah, sound collage. I mean, some people uh, are confused. Look at that big bruise on my leg. Um, confused by the music at times because there, there's a tendency to wonder, are you being ironic with the sort of pensive... Um, I love it, but there is a there there it does have sort of a connection to a minimalist uh, you know it's, a, it's a kind of music that you might find in in a quote unquote indie movie at the same time i feel like it does it, it we have connections we have emotional connections to music and that serves its uh its purpose here it makes you feel a certain way so there's no, there's, there's not a lot of in other words there's not a lot of irony in the music there's not like i'm pretending to make a to make a serious movie here there's none of that Correct. Excuse me. What was that? What was that? What did you say? <laughs> you're, you're not. You're not making an ironic. You're not being ironic with the with the music. No, I think the the music is a. a I mean, it, there's there was an effort at some kind of neutrality. I mean, obviously, it 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 tamps the thing down into a particular bandwidth of, uh, you know, a, a, a you know, kind of, and it gets a little pensive, you know, I, 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 the funny thing about this movie though, and about all of the elements that are in it, that if somebody were to read that as, as ironic, it doesn't bother me in the least. It actually, it, I mean, there's, there's, there's a flirtation with sincerity throughout so much of the content of the movie. Um, and, and even in the, the outside of the film with the title that, uh, there's, 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 there was a certain freedom with that kind of stuff, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. If only so to there's make... a little bit of just as much, you know, flirtation with the, the construction of the thing as there is with the, the protagonist's, uh, behavior in the world. Right. If only to make people a little, put them on the back of their heels a little bit. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's that thing that I've always believed about being, you know, it's, if we're if we're slightly destabilized and uncertain about what we're watching there's a an inevitable biological you know 
drive to be more attentive because you're you're trying to figure out what it is that somebody's telling you or, or are they telling you something i mean these sort of things that seem to irritate so many you know contemporary american movie viewers are the very things that we you know are utilized in the world to take in information you know these states of uncertainty and these states of attention um and I, I hope that makes the, the movie a bit of a thorn in the side, you know, sends everybody home for if somebody would have a restless night's sleep. I mean, what that would be great, wouldn't it? Absolutely. And I, I think uh, we found that on some of the on the on the festival circuit. Yeah. There following, are certain, following certain, people back to their, their hotels and well, homes and yeah. watching sleep. No, but there are certain people that had had immediate, you know, immediate reactions to immediate reactions to the film that that changed over time that the more they thought about it which i love that uh i love when that happens i love when when you're not sure how you think about something and you have to kind of think about it and and your perception of that changes over time based on the way you you meditate on it so uh Three so cheers. You, you, you brushed your teeth a lot in the film. Somebody somebody asked me about uh, why why you brushed your teeth in the movie. Like, well, my um, my dentist recommended I do this movie. <laughs> he looked at my mouth and said, "I wish I could get you in a film that requires you to brush your teeth." So we went out. My agent went out looking for projects that had that in the script. And I think there were, uh, uh, with takes, and, and did, did you brush your teeth in the morning? Did, did you find yourself... No, no I don't brush my teeth normally. Right, so right. that's why my dentist was... I'm in another movie called um, The Dentist of Doctorville, right now shooting this summer with Jim Carrey and um, Antonio Banderas. And uh, I play their their favorite patient, so I get to brush my teeth. They brush my teeth about three or four times in the movie. Miss Caitlin Scheel here. Now this was this was a little challenging as opposed to Greg or Eric or, or Jensen, um, sort of uh, creating a chemistry, creating a um, repertoire. <laughs> Uh, with a, with somebody I didn't know very well, and Caitlin is terrific, terrific wow. actress, and so good. but so good. Uh, I didn't know her, and we had and we didn't have a lot of time to sort of um, get to know each other. So, but there was something exciting about like the watching the two of you resort to it, the, the antagonism, you know, that was so important to the thing, like how that's almost a defense when you're. It's easier to be sarcastic to somebody you don't know than it is to. Sometimes, you know, and I think that the, the way that the both of you resort to that in this makes it work so well. Yeah. And I think uh, the audience might find some relief in somebody that's able to sort of play on the same level as, as Swanson here. What if we just started looping what like we are the commentary at this point? I don't think any, anybody would notice. I just take a couple of your ponderous this monologues. This is an actual cut. He actually, that's a doc, documentary style filmmaking. They're actual cut. 
Cunt, bitch, fuck. Th the three greatest curse words in the the right order. In that's this so movie, at least. Yeah. Ouch. Now that's some good. That that hurt, didn't it? That was painful. Yeah. Now that's actually some good makeup. I have to say. Usually that shit looks dumb. But, uh, you know, I don't rec I don't remember the name of the man who did that work. But it's in the credits, and you should appreciate his work. Well, isn't it true, Rick? The 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 some of the producers of this movie. Look at that guy in the background, <laughs> the <laughs> bleeding head. Um, uh, are generally used to making like horror movies, correct? Oh, Glass Eye picks uh, Larry Fessenden and Brent Kunkel. Um, uh, they. They specialize in, in genre pictures. They've also worked with Kelly Reichardt and some, you know, they do a lot of dynamic stuff, but they do uh, a lot of horror pictures. Yeah. Um, and what about what about Mike Ryan? What what Mike Ryan's uh, producer on this film as well? I mean, what what? Yeah, how did all these people? Kelly how did all these people come uh, together? Todd Salons and some some. Uh, uh, other combustible, challenging filmmakers. Quite a history. And is it a good is it a good story to find out how all these people came together to make this story, or is it just like it just just kind of happened and it's not very interesting because we could skip it? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's which it, you know, people search out each other, they make phone calls, emails. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so okay, you know. so it's boring. That's all I wanted to know. <laughs> It's not like I was about to jump off the Brooklyn Bridge because nobody was going to fund my movie. I'll tell you, this is actually what happened because you told me. I was about to jump off the Brooklyn Bridge. Well, you were about to jump off the Brooklyn Bridge, and Mike Ryan came. Man Manhattan speeding. Bridge. Manhattan Bridge came. You were on the Brooklyn side of the Manhattan Bridge. Yeah. And you were about to jump, and Mike Ryan drove by and said, What's the problem, son? And you said, I, No one's, no one's going to help me make this movie. And he said, I'll help you make the movie. And he got in his car. And he uh, made you some hot soup and got you back feeling good about my the feet. movie. Back on my feet. Yeah. What an unflattering shot. Oh, that woman's beautiful. I, what, what a sweet little lady. She's it's a very small woman. She's like two feet tall. Because you had to use some kind of special macro lens to shoot her to make her look like normal-sized person. Uh, there was... Uh, it was a hot summer and there was no air conditioning in this abandoned hospital. These are the things that are strange about the commentary. When you start essentially pulling the, uh, the veil off of all of this and just reducing it to a, to a, a procedure that well, it's <laughs> contraptions and deception, yeah. right? Yeah. Should we do that? Yeah. I mean, um, so this hospital was abandoned. Um, and, uh, we had, our, our art direction folks come in and and uh, um, put paintings put paintings up and you know some of these beds like were in there they were all there was the place uh, did it smell like urine a little bit I think maybe it did it definitely was moldy in there if it did it was because of uh, my uh, my underwear that I was wearing that I pissed in on the way over to set um, you know speaking of makeup. Or speaking of sweating and hot, I think we just both agreed that I wasn't going to wear any makeup. And if 
and I wasn't going to get patted down a lot. You know, like a lot of times makeup people come and pat you down to make sure you're not shiny. But we both wanted me to be as shiny. Shiny, yeah. And uh, as a shiny as a uh, polished, uh, uh, polished shaped diamond. balls. <laughs> this guy looks like uh, an actor. Um, I can't remember his name. Judd Nelson? Yeah. Um, oh, English guy. Oh, uh, um, uh, Michael Caine. Yeah, no, with a big nose. Uh, oh, oh, uh, boy. Uh, pr- pr- Prince Charles. Prince Charles. This was, I, I, I like this scene. This scene has a. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Is this the only scene you like? At the moment, yeah. That's Grace Rex right there. I was going to say, it's Kristen was, Wiig. Joy to have on set. Little nepotism, don't you think? You know, I the 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 one conversation we had about direction directing me and and uh, the one conversation. Well, one of the conversations we had <laughs> was. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to be sure that I didn't, I wasn't uh, doing too much or I wasn't acting too much. And there wasn't a lot of like, it's very hard to not do anything, you know, it's hard to just like kind of be dead. And so, and I also didn't want to like mug and, and my, my natural tendency, my instinct is to make people laugh and to be a goofball. So, um, I but you're think, there, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I just you, you know I was very uh, I wanted to make sure that you were keeping an eye on me and making sure I wasn't looking like an, an ass or wasn't behaving like an ass um, on camera at least. Or when you were, it was it was relevant. It was relevant, and so we had like a couple different modes. Like this is you're you're in your dead zone mode, and you're in your or you're in your sort of. Uh, you know, adventurous clowning around outward mode. Yeah. Both, both things that are accessible to you as a human being. Right. And luckily, you know, you had uh, the ability to shoot me for a long time. So you could find little pockets that worked. This was a challenging scene, right? These, Oh, I don't know God. if anybody out there knows, but you're not 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 supposed to shoot on the subway. This is this is your budget right here. I mean, this is the move. This is uh, New York City, Upper West Side. You know, it feels like we, a big movie. I wish we could rewind because uh, there were some jackasses in that last scene that were these uh, these. Um, uh, extra Nazis who kept showing up in different outfits and ruining the takes. And, uh, Oh really? Yeah. It would be nice that. to point them out to, I'm sure they'd enjoy that because they're publicly humiliate them. Horrendous human beings. This is my ode to the three stooges here. Um, there's a, well, I don't remember the name of the film, but one of their films where they were, shaving each other and bit and doing their morning routine and uh they've just 
shaving cream everywhere and the singing and um, very entertaining to me. How you doing? You got some coffee there, Tim? Tim's in L.A. right now, and I'm in Richmond, Virginia. Yeah, um, I had some. I am. I, I, I had. I have had enough that I feel like I might um, need to pee. But I think I'll just hold on. We should have warned uh, trucker buddies. Yeah. For this, because it's a. It's not. It's not, It's a normal length film, but it's not. It certainly isn't short. No, I, I always have to pee several times during a film. It's just making me less and less um, interested in going to see movies in the theater these days because as soon as I sit down, the the feeling begins. Over, overwhelms you, probably. Yeah. It's all I can think about. Um, so this is a, you know, arguably the, uh, the the biggest scene in the movie, one of the biggest scenes in the movie. That was not real marijuana. That that's not not a, an area I want to go into. Um, casually smoking marijuana on a film set and then being asked to perform and it's just not not going to be good. Well, I mean, maybe if we were shooting you in like a fetal position, right, in the dark. Uh, another. This we're we're back in the in the in the boat, and uh, something that you know is interesting to me is to just get into the boat and not play around with these establishing shots and um, contextual things. I mean, it's it's funny how how people can use their senses when they when they try to comprehend where they are in an, a, a place or an environment. Yeah, some people I've talked to said the film felt very claustrophobic at times. At times, because you know you are just in these close-ups, and um, I think that's probably a good a good place to put people in for this film. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but I I like this scene because I I, I think it it's very genuine. It feels very real. It it feels that there's a sense of humanity to this character that has been sort of peeking its head out every once in a while. He's, you know, he's trying to, he's being as entertaining as he can be to get laid, you know, to. I mean, yeah, this, that, that, that we're back. This is, I mean, this has a corollary in the, uh, in the, 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 the wiffle ball scene. And in so far as that, it's like a, it's a, a pure side of that, that adolescent behavior. I mean, this this flirtation is yeah. This sort of like blaming the heat on taking the clothes off is very. It's uh, been in many of these many of these situations before. You know, just not good at making the first move. This this is this yeah. I I I won't say that this is based on your your uh, honeymoon. No. But. <laughs> No, but it is like the worst. Making that first move is very uncomfortable. It's very embarrassing, especially if it's not reciprocated. But, you know, she's in the boat. She's got her shirt off. I think she's probably ready to go. Yeah. 
it's just excruciating. Just fucking jump on her. All this joking around, all these bits. That fucking lick of the finger is really, really wretched. We had uh, Kate watch some uh, number of seizure videos looking for slight aberrations in the way that they're usually portrayed. It's funny how there's there's a certain there's some amount of uncertainty even in 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 this you know that could have been explained easier about exactly what's occurring to her. I mean, some of us it's obvious and others it isn't, but it's so much more disappointing and boring to portray something just like it's been portrayed a million times. Did you ever have any second thoughts on that reaction of this shot here of of the rea- of, uh, of of this shot? Of the uh, of the dead, look. Second thoughts about. I mean, this is the most. I know. I'm saying it, but it, important it, shots for me. But in it's, the, it's in the movie. It's very this, bold. This, you, it's very bold. You know, this voyeurism and this distance and this viewership. I mean, there's something that you, you don't even have to flirt with metaphor to to see that that's the same state that most of us are in watching the movie. Right. My, I'm I'm not criticizing it. I'm saying it must have. It must have. Uh, <laughs> It must have occurred to you that it's going to that it's going to, it's going to elicit a, a strong reactions. Yeah, initially, I mean, this uh, there was an edit we flirted with where that ended the film. Wow, short movie. Well, the other stuff at the uh, end here was earlier. Oh, I see. No, that's too. That would have been a bad move. This is Tim. Tim's uh, driving the, an, an actual dinghy with Mark in the front and Kate. In the in the pitch black night, we got more of an exposure through the Alexa. It wasn't as bright as you're seeing, um, and they he they all just about got decapitated by a, some wires. Saying it's yeah. very dangerous. These independent dangerous. movies are dangerous. Yeah, I, this is my one freak out I had on the movie was around this period because I had to keep taking the dinghy in and oh, justifiably so. I mean, and people were telling me ten different things, and and every you know everybody was had their best intentions. They didn't want to see anybody get hurt, but. I was getting told ten different things, and I just said, "You know, shut the fuck up! I know what I'm fucking doing. God damn it!" You know. And uh, oh, you're specifically speaking when people started yelling at you that 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 you guys were going toward those wires, right? Even though from my perspective, I could see the wires, and I knew I wasn't going to go in that way. So, um, uh, yeah. Well, we were just worried about. You, That's too. what I said. I you you heard me say that. I said I knew everybody was had their best intentions. I had my one little, <laughs> my one little, you know, diva moment, which. Uh, I for, you know yelled at yelled at people for about a second and then calmed down and then went around apologizing. Oh my God! I know it's you. It was a it's a whole cycle. It was like it was beautiful. Yeah, the full range. It's like from birth to birth to death. It, the whole I saw the, the dynamic of life and the <laughs> rainbow and and all of, all of that. This is arguably one of my favorite scenes. I love this scene too. I think Eric does a great job of uh, narrating, being a host, being a host. and uh, the the music. Uh, tell me the name of the guy again. Bill Fay. Bill Fay. Everybody, write this guy down. Now, what? Where can is it? Is it on an is album, it, or will it be on the? Um, 
Will well, Jake Jaguar actually just, uh, or is it secretly Canadian? One of the two released uh, uh, a new record by him. He was a. Uh, what is the difference between uh, Jag Jaguar and secretly Canadian? I think that's what everybody really wants to know. Yeah. Who are they? No. What is the difference between the two of the? the it's the oh, same. Oh, they're just they're two two different labels that are affiliated with one another very closely. I see. Yeah, work out of the same office, share. Why not just combine the name? Well, they were they they had a different genesis at different times, and they have different, you know, they have Served their own their own functions. lives and their own interests. I see. But uh, this, this, these Bill Fay songs are from uh, uh, um, some are from some demos that he had done in the seventies, and others are from the the, the, the first record, Bill Fay. Um, great stuff. And this is this was really fun to 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 flirt with, you know, essentially Eric's commentary and some of you guys' reactions to the slides. And we did this in other places with some of the group things, you know, as far as uh, commenting or being present about the production, um, and then me being able to recontextualize it in this fiction, you know. I mean, it's, at times the, you all are laughing about, um, you know, Eric says, uh, he, he talks about, he doesn't, you know, know who has the camera and this sort of stuff. And right. these are uh, Richard Kern uh, donated these, these, these the pornographic stills. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask about that. Were they in the were they in the slides that you showed that on set? Or no, we have different to... ones. We needed to that were uncleared. Oh, we so to, you you swapped those. them in. How did you do that then with the with the foreground with the foreground silhouettes? Oh, it's just twenty first century ingenuity. Wow. Jensen with a black eye. Yeah, that's real. Not for my fist. Oh, I love this woman. It's great. Sleepy time. Just a Sunday, Sunday with the family. Huh, you know they're they're hungover. There's no uh, nothing to do. Dead. It's a shame how many people in this movie are dead now. Dead. Dead. Still alive. You know what would have been nice in this scene is a um, oh yeah yeah they're gonna have to cut that out. Yeah, they are. Fuck. So here we are in the melodrama. Uh, the melodrama. <laughs> the melodrama. <laughs> the melodrama. Is, uh, we we uh, got you riding around the melod- melodrama. Well, I, I, this was hard for me. The, you know, I know how to ride a bike, of course, but um, going around those curves was very scary. Yeah, and, and this uh, is on on the street. 
Oh, this is on the street. I see. Yeah, of course. Uh, but uh, before on the on the melodrome. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, the the goal was like ride and ride and ride until. But I'm such a accomplished. So I'm such exhausted. an accomplished rider that it, I could have ridden for miles and not broken a sweat. That's actual saliva. Prop saliva. We are at. Uh, where are we here? We're at. We're not. Uh, were we in Rockaway? Manhattan Beach or something like that? Or? No, no. No. We were, we were in Rockaway. Yeah. And. Uh, it's fun. It's fun to get to do this kind of stuff. Um, you know. Movie making, commentary. Movie making, no, you movie making. You get to go to the beach. Yeah. Get to carry a bike around on your back. Um, we 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 had a hard time casting a kid, or you had a hard time casting a kid for this scene. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, you can't you can't can't find too many uh, tolerable those those the, the actor kids. They're they're the worst. They're, grotesque monster so we found this beautiful in, incredible little fella down the street that uh um was was playing and his mom brought him over and and uh he was it's funny it was weird because one of the last days of shooting uh, this might have actually been the last day no it was, it was the second to last day and uh, this woman this really pretty um like kind of tattooed woman who's brought her son seemed like she could have been in the movie she kind of had this hipster quality to her you know but she had this kid and she was she was living out by the beach she was had a little house and which is a, a good distance from the city you know it's like it's far out it's the far rockaways and um she was like yeah we moved here a couple of years ago me and my husband and we operate this taco truck um and it's great you know we we thought we would kind of be out here um, and go, go into the city a lot on the weekends and stuff, but we just kind of live out here now. And we're like, oh, this is the next level. This is like the like people that are like going to be moving out of the cities again. And to the if you're lucky enough to live on the beach, you know. I mean, she wasn't living in a, she wasn't living in, in in fancy digs or anything. But um, these people, I think, there's certainly going to be people going out and living in the country and 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 realizing that they don't have to be uh, going to Enid's every Saturday night anymore. Oh, that's the end of the movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah. when I saw the end of this, when you showed me the end of this movie, it was like a, it was like getting punched in the stomach a little for a minute, for a second. It was like, oh, wow. Oh, that's good. Uh, it really, because first of all, I knew that there was some scenes that were shot that didn't uh, make it, which were were fine. It was fine, but wasn't expecting the ending at all. I don't think anybody's expecting the ending to come when it does. And it reminded me of another movie called uh, 2001, A Space Odyssey. Because it just left you with questions and left it didn't have an end it didn't have a it didn't wrap things up in a nice nice neat package.
which I thought was very cool. Well, on that note. On that note, I want to thank you, Rick, for Skyping me and, and using Skype technology. And, uh, yeah, Tim, I'd like to thank you for the, the conversation and the collaboration and, uh, and the, the uh, digital joy of, of us spending this time together this past 90-so uh, minutes. And if you don't mind, I'm going to go urinate now. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone.